So hi everyone. This podcast is recorded in a house with animals. The dogs, I believe, are trying to have a rousing game of bite your face right now, which is the dog's favorite activity. They're not trying to bite my face, they're trying to bite each other's faces. That's how it is with dogs. And of course, the cats will probably be through. Here comes an orange one now. And the chickens are still awake, so if there's any crowing in the background, that's Dotson. It's it's a hazard around here. The other thing I will mention is that... We swear on this podcast, and while we try to keep it pretty much PG-13 for the most part, because the podcast aggregators, the publishers, things like that, only have two ratings, those are clean and explicit. We have to mark it explicit because it's not clean. Uh, It's not squeaky clean. It's sort of in a gray area, and if we had like a PG or a PG-13, I would rate it that instead. But no, we have two, two options clean or not clean. And so that's, that's how it is. Welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 67. I am flying solo this week. Ursula is on an airplane to Montana while I'm recording. And it's been, uh, it's been a busy week between her trip last week and then cleaning up because we've got guests coming in this weekend and uh, Jacob's birthday is tomorrow. And so their presence involved there and all kinds of stuff going on. Um, and, and including, uh, all things open 2018, which is happening on Monday, October 22nd and Tuesday, the 23rd, all that's going on. So I've been juggling a lot, getting interviews where I can and still job hunting. It's been exciting. I could spend the next 20 minutes ranting about purchasing health insurance when you don't have a regular full-time corporate job. I don't think you want to hear that here. Let's just say that that took up about, oh, I don't know how many, how much time over the last couple of weeks in filling out the paperwork and figuring out which plan and then waiting to get accepted. And then actually yesterday paying the bill which was billed for two months in advance, which was about double what I had budgeted. Hey, these things happen. Uh, But, you know, financially speaking, it's not a deal breaker or anything like that. So we have health insurance, we have dental insurance. And that's part of the big challenge, I think, right now is maintaining all of these things that I'm used to the company or a company taking care of for me, right? I mean, how many of you have day jobs with uh, insurance included. Not everybody, I realize, very privileged if you do, but it becomes something that then you don't have to worry about, right? You just sign up for the plan, you get your cards, the money comes out of your paycheck, and you show up at a doctor and you pay your copay or whatever, and uh, everything's grand. You don't have to worry about the doctor's offices, do all the filing and things like that. Not so much now. I have to shop for a plan. I have to make sure it's the right plan for the three of us. I have to make sure that it'll cover all the basics until we get, you know, until I'm back in a a quote unquote day job. Uh, I mean, podcasting kind of is my day job right now, but it's not an income generating one. So you know what I mean? Um, And it's a mess. And I could spend days. I have spent days, I've spent hours and days and possibly weeks explaining in great detail with much vitriol how broken healthcare is in the U.S. And it's not going to get better anytime soon. All right. We understand that. And that's about as much as I'm going to say about it to you. Uh, 
at this point because I know there are some people out there who can't even afford like even the bare bones emergency services coverage or you know I I see all day online people who are having trouble just paying for the the basic maintenance drugs let alone an insurance plan so it's 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 a mess and now I've had to deal with it firsthand and I'm convinced now it's even more of a mess so hey uh Maybe you can put in the comments how much of a mess you think it is. I probably won't read those on air because I'm pretty sure it's just going to be exactly what I would say or have said on Twitter at great length volume and um, with many, 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 many swear words. Swear words I'm about to use on a small orange cat who's decided she loves the microphone now. I'm going to move her out of the way. So there's that. Uh, Jake is sick again. Uh, We call him Typhoid Jake. Every year... Uh, when school starts, he tends to bring home something new for the rest of us. And uh, sometimes he gets hit hard and sometimes he's like, yeah, I have a sniffle and I'm like lying in bed curled in a ball going, why God me? Um, so, uh, you know, I'm lucky this time, but it's uh, it's only a matter of time. I will be getting my flu shot. I recommend everyone who is eligible and can get a flu shot get one. We're talking about herd immunity here. And it's a very important thing. And if you're going to tell me that I'm killing my brain cells and, you know, hurting myself, let alone children or whatever, by getting vaccinations, do me a favor and fuck right off. Wow, I seem to have opinions today uh, that have absolutely almost nothing to do with productivity. I guess flu shots have something to do with productivity because you can't be productive when you're sick. The only thing you can be when you're sick is sick. And I think it's important as we've said on the show many, many times, that if you are getting sick, take the time to be sick. Do not attempt to power through it or whatever the hell else, because that is ultimately just bad for you and for your coworkers or your friends or everyone around you. You cannot take care of other things if you are unable to take care of yourself effectively. Put your oxygen mask on first before helping other people. And so that's why I'm here today with my oxygen mask on because I have taken care of uh, Jacob. I've taken care of the dogs. I've taken care to get Ursula to the airport, which uh, was, you know, a a fun drive. And so now I've got the time to talk to you guys about how productive I'm not. (laughs) Um, I've had a lot of great conversations in the last month. I want to thank everybody who's taken the time out to schedule, uh, an interview for those who are still interested in doing this and haven't yet drop me an email, uh, either via the uh, comment form on the website or Kevin at sunny S O N N E Y.com. And we'll see about setting that up. It's been fantastic and really helps me to maintain a lot of my focus as to why I do this podcast. And I'm very grateful to everyone And this week, I have actually uh, one I'm very excited about. It's an English lit major and philosophy major over at Elon College in Durham. I think, yeah, Elon's at uh, in in Durham, or Elon University. And it was an amazing conversation with her. Um, Her name is Emily. And rather than rabble on for a bit, we're just going to go straight there after this break.
Hi, folks. I am here with Emily today. Emily is a longtime listener and has volunteered to talk about how she stays productive. So, Emily, can you do a much better introduction than I just did and tell us a little bit about what it is you do? Sure. So, hi, everyone. I am currently a honors fellow at Elon University, where I'm an undergraduate student. Oh, you're local. I'm sorry? You're local. I am. Yeah. So I only found that out recently listening to some episodes. Oh, okay. That was exciting. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, I'm at Elon University. I'm majoring in English literature and philosophy. Hardcore. <laughs> lots of reading. That's mm-hmm. the normal response. Um, I am also a former homeschool student, and I do creative writing in addition to my academic work. I have a blog. I am a craft and sewing enthusiast. Um, in addition to my classes at Elon, I'm also currently a TA for one of our introductory get your feet wet in college sort of classes and on the exec board for the board game club. Okay, so it is important for you to keep yourself organized. <laughs> yes, very um, much. <laughs> yeah, so so how do you keep yourself organized with all that going on? So I am a paper planner person. Okay. I, I do have a Google Calendar that I share with my family to make sure that they know when I'm in class versus when I could be free to talk, um, that sort of thing. And mm-hmm. as a quick reference, if someone needs to set up a meeting, Um, I have a bullet journal in the sense that I bought a blank journal and now it is full of a planner. Um, (laughs) I don't follow necessarily the strict use these symbols for these things with the bullet journal. Mm -hmm. I sort of tailored that more to what I find useful Uh, when a task is done. I check it off Mm -hmm. when it's moved. I cross it out. But that really helps me put everything in one place. So I have all of my assignment deadlines in there and I have what I'm going to be doing when marked out. So like if I need to write a paper over this week, I might have write paper on each of those days. Right. And I can check out as I go um, and make sure that I'm doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. But in addition to that, I also have stuff with my blog and if there are club meetings or events happening on campus. That way I can open up my week and see I have all of this that I'm doing mm-hmm. and I can have one place of reference for that. Right. The, the, it's uh, one of the common themes across pretty much everyone's system is you have a trusted place. Mm-hmm. Like there's the one place that is the, the master calendar, the master schedule. So, uh, no, I'm perfectly understanding of that. Mine is Google Calendar for the most part these days. So. Right. Yeah. See, um, and I, I like Google Calendar for events, but it doesn't really work for me as far as task oriented things because I'm not a person who can necessarily say, I'm going to spend an hour working on this project. I sometimes, based on deadline, mm-hmm. I need to spend as much time as it needs to get it done. Right. Um, right, right. So that's why I like having that flexibility. Yeah. And I mean, even with their, their task software in there it's not mm-hmm. the best um right. it's it's one of the few places where i think google is falling down it feels really weird um mm-hmm. but uh okay so we've we talked a little bit about 
um, you mentioned Google Calendar and, and sort of bullet journaling, sort of a homebrew bullet journaling. Um, are there any other systems or habits that are valuable to you? Please excuse the orange cat who's decided now is a good time to visit my desk. No, I love it. I'm uh, missing my cats. Being uh, okay. Um, but I definitely write things down as they come. You know, having mm-hmm. that trusted place is great, but if you don't put the things into where you can trust that it's going to be there, then it's not going to be useful. So I typically take 15 minutes after my block of class and just go ahead and have that time set aside to process any changes to deadlines, changes to what I might need to do to prepare for the next class. Mm -hmm. Um, So setting aside that time is good. Also breaking down larger tasks into smaller chunks works for me. Um, where, like I mentioned, writing a paper over the course of the week. I'm not a person who can sit down and start drafting a paper at, you know, midnight, especially, (laughs) and be finished. I'm not a late worker. I like to write maybe a paragraph or two at a time, leave, come back to it, and process in between. Um, And I think that's reflected in my approach to craft work as well. I take on lots of big projects, Mm. large quilts. Um, I do some cosplay and costuming. Um, So bigger things I like to break down to small um, and spread it out over a longer period of time. And that, that is really important. My mom's a quilter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've watched her, you know, it, it really is a, like quilting is the, almost one of the best examples of taking a lot of little tasks and making something big and amazing out of it because she'll spend, you know, weeks cutting and positioning and all of that. And you're like, why? And then when she's done, it's just amazing. So, yeah. The Um, actual sewing part of quilting is really short, (laughs) typically. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Really. Most of it's I've, I've, she'll have something laid out on a, on, on her workspaces for, or the spare bed in the spare in the guest bedroom for like, you know, a couple of weeks while she's getting it all ready. And, mm-hmm. um, uh, and if you're wondering, by the way, people at home, you can't see this, why I'm holding my hand against my neck right now. It's because the orange cat that has climbed on my shoulders is intent on cleaning me. And that spot on your neck, just behind your ears is excruciating when a cat licks it. It's adorable. Yes. and It's very sweet, but it hurts a lot. And it, you know, so so this is a, an interview under duress, folks. I want you to understand that. Here, okay, sweet. But yeah, we have an orange cat who is also a cleaner. Yes. Um, but he normally goes for the nose. So that's always interesting. She likes my, my bald head. She, <laughs> she will give him the opportunity to clean from one ear to the other. And the scalp is – you don't think about how sensitive a scalp is until you've got sandpaper rubbing across it damply. <laughs> um Um, All right. So I think in addition to that, Mm -hmm. um, setting aside time to be creative is also really important for Mm -hmm. me, especially in the academic setting, which I'm not a creative writing major. The creative writing that I do is largely for me and Mm -hmm. my own mental health. And um, so making sure that I don't allow myself to cut into that time, Mm -hmm. like, okay, maybe with this 45 minutes, I could have been doing a reading, but I'm going to be doing the reading anyway. And this will make me happy. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've got that, you've got that, that time has got to happen. And yeah. Um, So how do you decide on a given day what to do first out of all that? 
So during that academic year, it is largely deadline driven. Mm -hmm. Um, So what I might decide to do on a given day, especially will be determined by what might be due the next day. Mm -hmm. And so there's that consideration, but it's also um, what type of task it might be. So if it's going to take more creative energy and creativity, I try to do it earlier in the morning. So my creative writing, I do right after breakfast. Um, and I have a lot of my classes are in the morning, but immediately following my classes is might be where I do writing papers or, um, I try to do my French homework Mm. earlier in the day because I don't want to be doing that later in the evening and try to be focusing on that. Mm. Um, things like reading, especially if Mm. it's a lighter reading, I can put off till later in the evening when I'm not as mentally energetic. Um, <laughs> right, but right. Uh, I do try to balance it out based yeah. on type of task. Right. So you've so you've actually kind of figured out where like your energy levels are going to be and where you can do that work best. That Absolutely. kind of work best. Awesome. Um, all right. Now the question that has been, that has been, I think really isn't that difficult, but everybody's like, this is really hard. I don't know why you call the other ones hard. Um, <laughs> what is the best advice or uh, feedback you've been given? So when I was um, first coming to Elon and mm-hmm. I knew that I was going to be coming, I came to like a prospective student event. And one of mm-hmm. the things that a uh, college official said was we encourage students to make a plan, but write it in pencil. And that has been amazing for me. Uh, the ability to uh, think through it and really um, make the plan, but not be uh, so committed to it that it becomes harmful if I have to change it. Uh, right. I don't particularly like change, and that's something that I'm working <laughs> on. <laughs> but it's as simple as like. I write all of my school assignments that I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing that day in pencil because, and that's something that I learned from homeschooling is when I was writing it in pen, it would really stress me out if I then had to cross it out and rewrite it. If I could yeah. erase it and rearrange, I mm-hmm. felt like I had more freedom to do that. Okay. Uh, and that, that goes, I think there's a, an old military and by old, I mean, it probably goes all the way back to like, you know, pre-revolutionary France or the Romans or something of, you know, um, uh, every plan survives, uh, until contact with the enemy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, uh, the thing I usually add on is sometimes the enemy is yourself. So, right. yeah. Um, but it's, you know, write it in pencil. So, you know, have that flexibility in mind. I think that's cause a lot of times we don't think about that. Right. Right. We think, Oh, we've made the plan and here's how the plan should go. And we don't think, well, we can just change it later. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's a big thing right mm-hmm. now. I, like I said, I'm a TA. I'm mm-hmm. a TA for first year honors students as well. Oof. So yeah. that has its own set of emotional baggage sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the rush to make the plan and uh, make sure that you get your research hours in mm-hmm. and all of the required classes. But I've been very open about telling them I'm on the fifth copy of my four-year plan of what classes I'm going to take, and I'm only in my second year. There you go. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, it will continue to change, and um, it, it's mm-hmm. definitely a work in progress the entire time. 
I've had to erase it so many times I needed a new sheet of paper. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Now, do you want success or failure first? Um, I think we'll go with failure first. Failure first. All right. In that case, if you miss a goal or you you feel you failed at a task or something like that, how do you deal with it? So I think the most important thing for me and for a lot of mm-hmm. people is acknowledging that it's mm-hmm. okay to be upset about that. Um, because it's not only good to acknowledge that you failed, which is mm. good to make sure that you are not um, sort of uh, sorry, lost no, train of thought. That's there. fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, but to make sure that you're not uh, deluding yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that you didn't fail, but once you realize that I did fail, it does nobody good for you to bottle that up and bottle that emotion up. Um, so making sure that you're processing that, however, works for you. I know if it's a large scale, more complex issue, I might use journaling as an mm-hmm. outlet because I do a lot of emotional processing through writing. Um, if it's smaller, it's more of I assess the damage and I assess the cause. Mm-hmm. And if I can fix some of the damage, I try to do that. If I can't, then I work with what's left. And as far as the cause, if I can prevent it in the future, I try to do that as well, try to improve afterwards. Right. Um, like a lot of emotional advice, it's easier to keep in mind intellectually, but harder to implement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so it might be difficult in the midst of the moment to actually let myself be upset if I didn't mm. do well on a certain task or um those inevitable changes came up. Uh it might be hard for me to let myself process that, but mm. that's something that I'm trying to do better about as well. Yeah, and there's there's a lot around um uh, things that e- even then you will take things that they feel like they're a fail or a missed goal or something. And it was completely outside your own control. Absolutely. And there's a lot yeah. of, a lot of processing that goes into that. Um, says the guy who's dealing with something like that right now. So, um, <laughs> for, for, I, I don't think you've listened to the most recent episode episode and I'm not sure how, how up you are mm-hmm. by the time this comes out, everybody, this is old news, but I lost my job last week. And so that's something I'm processing with, even though it wasn't a, a failure on my part, there's still a lot to process to get that out of your system. So even though, you know, intellectually, it's not a failure that it was, this was literally, you know, a very amicable parting and, you know, uh, purely business kind of stuff. I mean, no big deal there intellectually, you know that, but then you're like dissecting every little thing where, you know, mm-hmm. what could I have done differently? All that stuff. Um, even though the answer often in those situations often comes up as nothing, you know, right. nothing. So, um, yeah, but that's uh, but that's how I process by talking it out. Obviously, yeah. Says the guy with three podcasts. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So finding that way that mm-hmm. will allow you to process that the best for you, right? Um, and knowing like I process better when I'm alone, and then mm-hmm. I can take it to other people. It's very difficult for me in the moment to mm-hmm. start to process it, right. and it often leads to it being more frustrating. Um, so allowing myself also to take that step back and Mm -hmm. say, 
okay, I'm going to go off and be alone and deal with this for a little bit. Right. I, right. I can come back and talk to you in, you know, 15, 20 minutes, <laughs> but I need that time. <laughs> right. Right. Um, well, then on the flip side, then, um, how do you celebrate your success if you celebrate your success? So I am working on the celebrating part. Uh, I think that's a fairly common thing. So so ridiculously common. Yeah. Um, I, I'd rather say that I bribed myself to get things done. <laughs> so I, I might say, okay. Um, a good example was over the summer, I wanted to make sure that I was staying on top of my creative writing. Right. And to do that, I was working on several short stories. So I said, okay, if I can get these short stories done, I'm going to buy myself, you know, $25, $30 of stickers for my planner at the end of the summer. Right on. And I did, and I got the stickers. So yeah. it's more of um, the sort of carrot on the end of the stick mm-hmm. for me rather than like, I just did a thing and spontaneously um, I will, you know, I, I might go and like get an ice cream or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that might be more spontaneous, mm-hmm. but I'm a person who likes to think larger decisions through. <laughs> and um, for me, that also includes decisions with money. So right. any time that I'm buying myself something, I'd rather have put thought into like getting something that is um, going to be really uh meaningful or valuable to me yeah i and that's and and that's i think that's something interesting a lot of times when we talk about how do we celebrate success a lot of it comes down to something like something material or or just like that a a bribe ourselves um Mm -hmm. uh although um i talked to i did another interview earlier today and she's like i'm trying to get better about that but the best way i do it is to share my success to just go on twitter or facebook or whatever and say look what i got done look how awesome this is um, now I I can share that experience as well, especially mm-hmm. with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm still in that stage where I'm only a few years out of high school, so mm-hmm. a lot of my successes have been academic based um, mm-hmm. and very close to home. In that I can immediately share them right. with my family, and I'm very close to my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely another way that I will celebrate is send a text to my parents mm-hmm. or call my brother or do things like that. Awesome. All right. That is actually everything. All righty. Yeah. So um, is there anything you want to add or you want to share with the, the listeners before we head off on to the next thing? <laughs> well, I did want to share. I, as I mentioned, I do have a blog. Yep. Um, that can be found at uh, never idly dreaming, all one word, dot wordpress.com. Dreaming dot wordpress. Sorry, I'm scribbling this time so <laughs> that I have a reminder. Even And you'll probably, you can email it to me, but I, I've got it on paper so I remember exactly which interview it goes with. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, awesome. And do you share your like cosplay or your craft there? I do to mm-hmm. a certain extent. My blog is sort of where I have everything. I okay. post writing updates and craft updates. I've started doing more of putting my bullet journal mm-hmm. on there as well. So mm-hmm. uh, page spreads each month will be going up. 
And um, so that's fun. And I also do, um, every other month I do an update on what I've been reading, just sort of generally. And Mm -hmm. then on the months where I don't do that, I've started doing longer book reviews. Um, all right. So for those of us who are going to have to go slog through it and read all of them, what, what would you say has been your favorite so far this year? This year? Um, I have definitely enjoyed anything by Nettie Okorafor. Yeah. She's so amazing. She really is. I only discovered her this summer and proceeded to read three different things back to back and (laughs) I want to read more. Um, one one of the things that I'm looking to do with my honors research required by Elon mm-hmm. is looking at female identity portrayed in science fiction and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of what I was doing over the summer was re- sifting through books right. to sort of see where I might go with that. And wow. Yeah. Binti is really sort of a very interesting mm-hmm. study on that one. Um, oh God. I love those books. Um, <laughs> yes. Um, I think yeah. definitely that. Um, I also read for the first time Ancillary Justice by Anne Leckie. Oh, God, yes. is another mm. fantastic book for anyone who has not read it. Yeah, and the, the again, with the uh, part of the female representation in mm-hmm. science fiction in that one is that the default pronoun in that time and space is she, not he. So yes. even if someone is male, it's still she. And that's really, you know, when I, when I was reading it, it, it was confusing until it sunk in that, wait, this is, this is not specifically, this is the general pronoun, the way right. we would say he about something we don't necessarily know the, uh, mm-hmm. the sex or representation of. Right. Um, and I, that was interesting to, read that and then right after I read The Left Hand of Darkness by Ursula K. Le Guin, right. which yeah. had the flip side where mm-hmm. um, it was the standard pronoun was he. Mm-hmm. And sort of comparing those as um, sort of a very early science fiction versus a newer um, oh, yeah. was also interesting. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. See, that's the thing. I was an English major and I don't always have the time to talk to, to was being the operative term mm-hmm. before I fell into, into computers years and years and years. I'm not going to do the math. I go. Um, <laughs> but any, and it, it's, it's funny. People don't expect, you know, this sort of a, a finer point literary discussion about science fiction from the guy who runs servers uh, <laughs> or this weird little podcast about productivity. So right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been neat. I, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't in any literature courses last year, but I'm in native American literature right now and oh. I'm going through and writing another literature paper and I'm reminded of why I'm a literature major because I'm right. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Oh, darn. That means you just have to go read everything Rebecca Roanhorse has ever done. Yes. I'm actually reading Trail of Lightning right now. Oh, that, I haven't gotten to it yet. I haven't gotten to it yet because I, I was busy with um, reading drafts for Ursula and then uh, mm-hmm. Malcolm Older's new book, um, which, wow, it wraps up her, her trilogy she's been doing. And um, no, fantastic stuff. So that, that one's on my list, though. Yes, it, it's been fantastic. And it mm-hmm. be, it's um, one of the few books that I've read recently that is mm-hmm. um, has been published like this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's picking up on a lot of uh, recent 
occurrences such as standing rock. And I'm oh, like, wow. yeah. yes, I, I appreciate this. Yeah, really. Um, and, and, and she's such an amazing person in person. We had a chance to, to spend some time with her at the Hugo's this year and, and just <laughs> lots of respect for what she's doing. So awesome. Um, all right. Well, that's everything. Thank you very much. Absolutely. It's a pleasure. Yep. And uh, for those of you listening at home, we will be right back. And we're back. Uh, again, really big thanks to Emily for volunteering to do an interview. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic talking to her. I learn a lot in all of these, and I think it's interesting when we get the chance to talk to uh, students and uh, people like Emily who have different types of things going on than the usual corporate or day job or even uh independent job, sort of like I am right now. And so in the spirit of that, when we do this week's badge code, I want to uh, take out something she said. She she puts the carrot out front. So this week's badge code is carrot. And for those of you who don't know, we issue open badges here at Productivity Alchemy. And these are images with metadata that say how you got them. So they're being used by universities, by museums, by educational institutions, by podcasts like ours, so that you can listen and I give you a code and you enter the code on the website and then you get a badge that says, hey, I listened to this episode. And some people are really excited about them and some people aren't, and that's fine. They are there if you want them. Again, this week's badge code is carrot, C-A-R-R-O-T. So it occurred to me while I was re-listening to Emily's interview, that one of the things that has come up more than once is the statement that, oh, you don't want to interview me. I'm I'm horribly disorganized. And I actually do. And I want to interview people who I, I had uh, someone I said, hey, would you come on the show? And they were like, well, you know, I write these plans at work, but then I get home and I ignore them. I want to talk to you too, because I think that's really a common a common issue. Right. And I think that is something we can all relate to. And I, I'm trying to have a really broad set of guests. I really hope everybody's enjoying the people who've been on so far and the people who I do the interviews with have been so gracious and so wonderful. But I, I want to reiterate that just because you don't feel like you're organized or you're very productive, I still want to talk to you because it gives us an insight into how different people do different kinds of work, not just like, you know, the difference between a programmer and a writer or the difference between a professional uh, craftsperson and someone who uh, does, uh, you know, what I do, sit in front of a recording microphone five times a week or whatever it is these days. But I think it's important also to 
talk to people who don't feel like they're being very productive or they don't feel like they're very organized because there's a commonality there. I don't necessarily feel like I'm very productive. And I know Ursula doesn't feel like she's very productive, but then she'll sit down and she'll say, oh yeah, well, I, you know, wrote X number of words on this and I got that much art done. And Sergey, why are you trying to sit on my keyboard in the middle of a podcast? Told you there were animals in the house. The point being, I want to talk to everybody, no matter how organized or disorganized you you feel you are, no matter how productive or non-productive you feel you are, because I think it's it's valuable for all of us to be able to learn from each other. And that's my touchy-feely segment for the show. Um, if you like what I'm doing, then you can actually see me live. That's right. The first ever live edition of Productivity Alchemy will be happening October, not in October. What am I saying? November 10th at WindyCon on Saturday. That's the Saturday of WindyCon. And I'm really excited about this. I have a panel from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, November 10th to basically sit in front of a live audience and record an episode. And I'm not sure exactly what I'm doing yet, but I'm really stoked. And I'm really hoping that uh, if you're in the Chicago, general Chicago area, uh, or are going to be attending WindyCon, that you'll be able to make it to the panel and meet me and hang out and we'll talk about things. And I'm excited. I'm so excited. I, I may explode, actually, while I'm off microphone, because exploding on microphone makes it really difficult for me to finish the episode and upload it so you can hear it. Thinking of uploading so you can hear it, we have a Patreon, which helps support things like the Libsyn hosting plan that we use to maintain both this and Kevin and Ursula eat cheap. That's our backend storage. We use it to buy food, we use it to buy equipment, we use it to buy new things to test in the kitchen. Uh, if you follow Kevin and Ursula Eat Cheap, you know we recently bought an instant pot, and I think that's probably going to factor into my productivity. We've started experimenting with it, and we're going to do some reviews with it, and I'm kind of excited because it's so far, it's reasonably a positive experience, but I don't want to spoil anything. No spoilers, right? So that Patreon is patreon.com slash Ursula V. And you get all of her self-published works as part of the deal. And we're really grateful to everyone who takes the time to donate there. Also, I have a coffee, ko-fi.com slash K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. So you can buy me a cup of coffee, a pot of coffee, or, you know, a packet of instant coffee, if that's really what you, you want. Um, I live off coffee, and I'm grateful to everybody who takes the time to give a donation because it you're helping keep the podcast going even if you know and and helping keep the podcast free even if it is tempting sometimes to take on an advertiser or two just because it's something valuable i think you guys would like but we're not ad supported we're completely listener supported and personally supported and that's why we're able to keep it in the creative commons and free to you and i'm babbling again so what we're going to do is i'm going to go ahead and say check out the the support section on productivityalchemy.com you can get all of the back episodes there and other than that uh go out and stay productive <laughs>